What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to The Carmine Davis Show. What is up? What is up? How are y'all? Um, I'm not doing too shabby myself. I just came from another holiday hi- hiatus. Last week was Christmas Eve. A Merry Christmas to everyone. Normally, I would do a Christmas show, but my mom came into town. I flew her into Georgia um, last week, and we had a ball. It was really, really fun, relaxing. It was so me and her. Like, we went out for like a second, you know, both of us. Either one of us are playing with this Omicron shit, and um, I hope y'all not either, but chances are y'all probably are. And I have a theory about the Omicron. I, I, I think that. This is something that I've noticed and how I knew that we were not out of COVID. Okay. I remember a lot of times during COVID when the lockdown, we kind of started getting let out a little bit that people were more hygienically aware. Um, Probably a little bit once we started loosening up. That's when I was in the bathroom and I saw a lot of you niggas walk out of the bathroom without washing your fucking hands. So if you will literally wipe your ass or literally piss and touch like the stall handles or the doors or just don't have the notion to go in and wash your hands after you piss or shit, you're not washing your hands regularly at all. Now, I'm not... I have become more, especially now that things have kicked up, I have an um, alarm set on my Apple Watch where I will wash my hands every time. And then I have like a little reward thing. I don't know. If y'all know what I'm talking about on the Apple Watch, the little app that it'll tell you. Or and if you don't know, download it or um, install it or whatever. It tells you how long you should wash your hands, if the temperature is good enough, um, and how often you should do it. And how long you should do it. And I advise everyone to get it. But if you just also don't. If you're one of those people who just believe my immune system is just going to get me through this. Can you at least shower or like wash your hands as well? You got to have it. You got to help your body a little bit. Like you niggas are nasty. Like why would you decide to just wipe your fucking ass and walk out of the bathroom, a public bathroom at that, with no shame. Grabbing your dirty ass dick, pissing in a nasty ass toilet, getting all that kickback, all of that, and just deciding, fuck it, I'm not going to wash my hands in this public ass bathroom and go out into public touching utensils, touching things, touching people, hugging people. Um, And nowadays, you know, people are so... Up here, and especially in Forsyth, and um, uh, I live in Alpharetta, and up here, the whites are really just, like, doing everything they can to prove that they are not stepping down from COVID. They are acting completely ignorant, doing everything they can to go the opposite direction of what we need them to do. Like, fuck that. I'm not showering every day. Like, what, nigga? Like... Oh, fuck that. I'm not washing my fucking hands. Uh, fuck COVID. Are you okay? Well, what about like feces? What about urine on your hands? Or what about just 
before COVID, there was just nasty ass bacteria in public restrooms. It's so many people in there sharing such a small space, regardless of if you believe COVID is real or not, which I can't believe that. I've been doing this show about a, a year or so now. We're not even in 100 episodes deep. And I feel like from the beginning of the show, we, sh- we, we started the show during lockdown. And I can't believe I'm still, we're still discussing if COVID is real or not. When niggas are dying. Like niggas are really dying. Gone. Buried. Dead. Benito. Out. People are dying. People being dead. You know, how can you just be like, oh, that's not real? Your grandma, your aunties, your uncles, your, you know, cousins are dying. And you're just like, oh, no. I think that that is scary. And I feel like COVID, the one thing that I talked about a lot on the show, it's that COVID has helped me realize that everybody that I have been sharing tables with or sharing spaces with, or speaking with, or having somewhat of a relationship with, are not emotionally, or mentally, or spiritually, or physically fit. And that's crazy to me. Like, I feel like that's what COVID taught me. That, And then this, they don't have a survival instinct, or a sense of self-care. Like I say all the time, where's the self-care? Where's the motherfucking self-care? I I get you not wanting, I get that me, when it comes to this vaccination, I'm vaccinated. I'm going to get my booster in January, right before my birthday trip. Um, I'm going to Miami for my birthday. Hopefully this is my birthday is in January and every trip the last couple of years that I've been trying to go to has been canceled due to COVID because y'all don't want to wash y'all's fucking hands when you shit in the public bathroom but whatever um i um i'm taking a booster because i believe in it i believe in science i i've have an, a vaccine in my body before i even knew what vaccines were i believe in science I, I you believe in science any other time you know what i mean like why is this an issue i'm not going to go back into that I think it's just weird, and I feel like people, everybody's um, disbelief, uh, their denial is, I think, is a, I feel, is a reaction to shock. Like, I feel like people, on trauma, I feel like most people are traumatized, so they tend to be, it's a state of denial. I think so many people are just traumatized, want to believe, it's like, my, I used to have a friend, and I promise you this is not what the show is all about. This is just a long-ass introduction. But I promise you that I had a friend that when I was in high school, when she used to get upset or when things like life was coming at her, like when she was receiving information that she didn't like or felt like was traumatizing her, she used to sing Disney songs. Or play Disney music. Like immediately, you'd be like, hey, you know, girl... Uh, your daddy cheat- is cheating on your mama. You know, she would literally, the hills are alive with the sound of music. Like, you would be like, girl, okay, that's that's fine. But, you know, your daddy is, you know, tried to shoot you with a gun, bitch. Like, 
Yeah, um, they say I'm an ignorant savage. Like, girl, bitch, what? Like, is this movie night? Like, what the fuck? But I, I feel like that is the same kind of thing that's kind of happening with people now. I think people just are not responding to trauma well, and they are just choosing to be in denial. They will go and Google YouTube, um, anything, any, any kind of information that will vouch the sense of this is not happening, this isn't real, um, we should just continue to go on and be our nasty-ass selves. As a matter of fact, let's, let's be a, um, an exaggerated form of our nasty-ass selves. Let's just never take a bath again. There's a conversation about who should take baths or not. Now, it's scary. Or maybe people have been living this way all along. But anyway, long introduction aside, let's get into the show. <laughs> 10 minute introduction, introduction, 10 minute rant. I missed y'all, um, but y'all didn't come here for all that. We're all about the hot topics now. Celebrity gossip, and you know, you know how I do. It's not just about the hot topics. We talk about things that are a lot deeper, and we got a lot to get into. So let's just hop into it. But before we do, make sure you guys rate, follow, subscribe, review this podcast because um, I don't do it for my health. And now you can do it on Spotify. Spotify is the main distrib- distributor of my show. And now you can give me five stars on Spotify. Click that link. Click that button. Uh, give me five stars because I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm a five star bitch, you know, like not a game, not pussy. Give me my tens, give me my fives. Okay. So let's just hop into it. It's a mess. And I want to just kind of start on it. Uh, I, this is from lovebeescott.com. Um, Ice Cube says, uh, Chris Tucker turned down one. 12 million for his role in Friday, the Friday sequel due to religious reasons. Ice Cube claims Chris Tucker turned down $12 million to reprise his role in Friday, the Friday sequels because of a higher power. The duo's 1995 comedy was a hit, spawning two sequels, 2000's Next Friday and 20, uh, 2002's Friday After Next. However, um, Tucker did not return to play Smokey in the subsequent films because of what Ice Cube, who was also a producer of, on the movie, said were religious reasons. We were ready to pay Chris Tucker 10 to $12 million to do next Friday, but he turned it down uh, for religious reasons. He didn't want to cuss or smoke weed on camera anymore, tweeted the rapper, actor 52 and so on, asked Wednesday whether Tucker quit over money reasons. A rep for Tucker did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. Last month, Tucker 50 reflected on his decision to back out of the subsequent films. Back then, I got to tell you, one of the reasons why I didn't um, do the second one was because of the weed, Tucker said in an interview with All Urban Central. Because I said, man, that movie became a phenomenon. I don't want everyone smoking weed. And I never really told people this because I kind of forgot about it. But it was one of the reasons why I didn't do it. Because I said, I don't want to represent everybody smoking weed. And that's one of the reasons why I said, nah, I didn't want to keep doing the character. It probably was good for me because it kept me moving to the next phase and the next move. movies, Tucker said. He also mentioned other reasons for his decision not to go back to Friday, saying, I never thought about doing sequels. 
always wanted to do a good job and keep moving to the next movie. Tucker starred in three Rush Hour movies with co-star Jackie Chan, plus films like 1997's The Fifth Element and 2012's Silver Linings Playbook. Um, regarding the idea of coming back for a long rumor fourth movie, Tucker said he would definitely consider it. I always said, because I know my fans love the movie so much and they always bring it up. I said, well, <laughs> well, if they come to me with a great script and a great idea, I definitely consider it. He said, but it's been so long ago and that character became such a great character. I don't want to mess it up. It'll be interesting to see if they um, ever make it to the fourth film. Okay, so two things. And you kind of heard me chuckle, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, he, he contradicted himself multiple times. I, I think that Ice Cube is obviously telling the truth. I, I do believe that he was offered a lot of money to do it. I think that maybe the money just was not um, what he wants. And he was using it as an excuse, like the weed thing as an excuse, maybe to not come back. Because I do believe that they could have, I know they couldn't have done it without smoky smoking weed, right? Who wants to see that? Um, and I do understand where he's coming from, from a religious purpose, probably not wanting to, because he did get saved, right? Like, they remember Chris, Chris Tucker, when he got pulled over that one time, he was, wasn't he high? In a motherfucking car or some shit like that when he got pulled overhead in the church? Like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think what... I think it's more than that. I felt like maybe he wanted to make more than Q. And that wasn't for discussion. Maybe he wanted to come on as producer, um, executive producer or something like that. And Chris was like, how about you know, you get this or you get that. Uh, and that wasn't what he was on. He felt like he probably had an equal stake, if not more of an equal part in the film. You know what I'm saying? So he probably felt like, nah, it's got to make sense. If I'm coming back smoking weed now that I'm saved, I want to make this amount of money or more money than Cube or have an executive producing um, title. That's what I think. I, and also, because 10 to $12 million at that time when Chris Tucker and Ice Cube were relatively not new jacks, but to have that kind of film, that still is the biggest film kind of of their careers. Rush Hours was, Rush Hour was, was huge afterwards. You know what I mean? But at that time... 10 to 12 million. I, I bet you you didn't get 10 to 12 million on Rush Hour. Let's Google it. How much did Chris Tucker make for Rush Hour? 3 million. It says here that he made $3 million to do it. Ice Cube offered him 10 to 12 million to come back. Now, I don't know. In between which film he maybe started up in the ante, maybe the to do Friday two, it was like a million, and then for Friday three, it was eight million. As Chris Tucker began to be more bankable, and people started wanting Smokey more, and maybe the month that that the dollar amount went up. But I think he'd be a damn fool not to go back to Friday four. And this is the this is the plot right here. All right, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, listen, listen. So 
it should be Cube and Smokey grown coming back to fr- Smokey somewhere. The reason why he doesn't come back, he's serious now. He got a real job, very educated, very prim and proper now, but he gets fired from the job. Hasn't touched weed in decades. And then he meets up with Cube, family man, you know, all this and a third. He kind of smokes a little bit, you know, keep it plugged in. Boom. You know, he meets up with them. They run into each other at some kind of event, some kind of reunion, a gathering or something like that. A funeral will be really good. That way they can kill Cat Williams off. You know, or, ooh, 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 or uh, Debo's funeral. They come up for Debo's funeral. And they come up, they link up like niggas do. They kind of rehash all the times. Where you been, nigga? You know, blah, blah, blah. You got fired? Why are you always getting fired? All right, well, let's spark, let's, bla- let's blaze up. And then during the t- two off, you know, set Chris Tucker's reservations about smoking and him being religious, while they're high, they could go on to this whole tangent about religion. It'll hit home with people now uh, about what's going on in the world, but it'll also be funny because they're fucking high. Y'all don't even got to pay me for that. That's a gem. I'm gem dropping. Boom, that's the movie right there. I'm already seeing $300 million at the bank office, because of the, the box office, because people still want to see Cube and Smokey. White people love Friday. And they got kids now who are in their teens, who want to watch that, who smoke a little bit. You know, it would right now would be the perfect time to do Friday for. I'm Jim dropping, and I'm a creative genius. What can I tell you? Uh, but um, to read that article yourself, make sure you guys hit the link in the description box. Um, check out that story and that article um, for yourself. And before we move on, um, I think that's what I'm going to do with the Twitter. Do you think that there will be a Friday for and will Chris Tucker return? Make sure you tap in on the description box on the Twitter poll uh, for this week. Let's chat it up. Let's chop it up. I think he should return. And I think they need to go ahead and give him a cool 20 mil and send a nigga, you know, on his way. Get with Netflix or something like that or make it a straight to, you know, box office. I think people will go. But I think right now I say bet is probably Netflix because this this Omicron girl, she's not playing. Everybody I know is sick. Except my mama and Malik, my best friend. Those are the only two people who I know that are not like sick. But anyway, let's go on to the next hot topic before we do. Make sure you guys Tap in with us, Carmine Davis on uh, Carmine Davis on Instagram, Instagram slash Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show, uh, Twitter.com slash Carmine Davis. Make sure you tap into that this uh poll this week on Twitter. And the second um hot topic comes from uh lovebscott.com. Shout out to again our originator, uh, affiliate lovebscott.com. Uh, Colin Kaepernick loses business deal after refusing media tour. Why would he do that? Let's find out. Okay, so an agreement for Colin Kaepernick's special purpose acquisition company to acquire a lender focused on undeserved borrowers has fallen apart, according to a report by the Wall Street Journal. What? That's cr- Okay, Colin Kaepernick has been working on various projects since being ousted from the NFL. Uh, Kaepernick wants to be an 
advocate, and he has done a fine job as he continues to raise money for marginalized groups, all while providing them with the tools they need to succeed. One of the many endeavors Kaepernick has started is the Mission Advancement Holding Company, which, according to Business Insider, has raised a grand total of $250 million. Um, And in a report, in a new report, it was revealed that um, Mission Advancement was trying to buy the Change Company, which is a group dedicated to giving banking and lending services to marginalized communities. The deal was going pretty well, however. It has since fallen through after Kaepernick's refusal to do one thing. The condition that Kaepernick was not interested in was having to do a press tour in which he spoke on camera about the deal and how it will be de- benefit certain communities. It was not revealed why Kaepernick didn't want to go through with the deal. Um, however, it is understandable that someone of his status would be annoyed by the con- constant needs to do PR on others' behalf. Kaepernick will certainly be working on various other projects in his near future, so stay tuned to HNHH as well. Be sure to bring you the latest news and updates. Uh, Colin hasn't played in the National Football League since 2016, remained unsigned by NFL teams after he kneeled during the National Anthem before gameplay um, to protest against police brutality and the racism in the U.S., as we all know. Um, Again, um, I know I kind of stammered a little bit, so make sure you guys hit that link in the description to read it yourself. But... You don't got to worry about all that. Long story short, I think Kaepernick does not want to be in the way of his own mission and to kind of have to talk all the time about Kaepernick when the company and everything about it is about other people, marginalized people. I think he feels like maybe if he was the face of all of it, it would get Political, it will get maybe a a celebrity, basically unwanted attention. And I somewhat agree with him. And he could also not want to just sit up there and answer all the motherfucking questions about something that he's doing with good intentions. I don't know. I like Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I do like how he pisses off white people, too. Um, He, by just taking a knee kneeling during the national anthem and literally they were more white people were so pissed off about that that they completely forget that why he was doing it y'all are beating the shit out of us and instead of being like oh oh okay y'all were so pissed trying to make motherfuckers kneel physically trying to make people kneel kicking them off the fucking face of the earth canceling them because they refuse to kneel during a national anthem a song that does not apply to us in most cases the the land of the free and the home of the brave who's free certainly not i certainly not me like i can't do the same shit y'all white motherfuckers do and that's not freedom so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna sit this one out i'm gonna kneel i'm gonna take a kneel I understand him. And I feel like white people just have not been able to let that go. So he would probably be in the way of 
a constant reminder of how pissed off white people can be. Maybe white people were so... I also feel like white people also have a lot of making up to do for that shit that they pulled in 2016. And shit, last year when y'all stormed that motherfucking Capitol or this year, we did not forget, but we cool. Um, not really, but um, yeah. And I think, I just feel like he probably just wants to stay out of the way. I think he's probably trying not to make this a vanity company. White people can start companies and not have to go on press tours to promote it. They will push the, they have the money and people will push it for them. And I think he probably thinks that it would be behoove of him to stay where he's at. And I agree. Um, tell me what y'all think about that. Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Y'all think uh, Kaepernick is, there's a logical reason behind it, or do you feel like he's making an emotional um, uh, response to having to do something maybe he just didn't want to do? That's an option. I just hope he's not that kind of stupid. But anyway, moving on, child, to the last and final segment. But before we do that, um, make sure you guys start what you're doing. Share the show. Uh, review it. Um, like I said, now on Spotify, you can give me them five stars on Spotify. I'm already five stars up in uh, the Apple. Let's make it happen, Captain, on the Spotify. Love y'all very much. Click it, five stars. Boom. All right, but this one is going to actually the last... <laughs> Hot topic is someone who I I think we all really love, and she's always in some motherfucking shit. So I couldn't end the show without without giving her a little side eye and kind of tuning in and trying to tap in to see what she got going on. And that's Miss Tammy Roman. Um, again, this is from lovebiscott.com. Tammy Roman calls out real world castmates for using the N word. All right, Tammy. Tammy Roman has always been TV gold from her first stint on MTV's Real World to one of the one-liners she brought on Basketball Wives, Bonnet Chronicles, and now Real World Homecoming. She's one of the original reality TV queens. Okay, I, I give her that. On this episode, uh, Glenn Nasons, who starred in the second season of the original MTV series, discussed inequality. He said, the first time I've really felt what you're passionate about was when I was with my friend John and I went to a pizza place and they called him a nigger. Tammy then corrected him quickly saying, you don't say it though. <laughs> I know that's, I know that's what the fuck right. Like, okay, you know, but you getting loose, you know, uh, Tammy then corrected him and said that you, you know, you don't say it though. Glenn Fireback told Tammy, that's what he was called. They called him that. They called me that. Still, Tammy didn't think um, you should really say it out loud of, or say it out of your mouth. I'm saying that you can say he was caught the N-word. <laughs> you shouldn't feel comfortable saying that. Glenn, however, insisted that he was simply quoting the people described in the story, accusing Tammy of not understanding friendship. To that, Tammy responded, they weren't calling you that. You don't understand what I'm saying to you, that the word nigger shouldn't come out of your white ass mouth. That's right. That's right. Latina castmate member Iron Berra, Berrera 
escalated the situation as she snapped at Glenn. You have no idea what it is to be a nigger, okay? Do you do not ever say that? Tammy wasn't really appreciative. <laughs> Tammy wasn't really appreciative of Irene's attempt to defend her as she reminded the latter. You don't say it either because you Latina. <laughs> this thread wild as fuck. Loudly crying face. Loudly crying face. Someone tweeted. <laughs> um, every single clip deserves a motion picture of the year nomination. One Twitter user commented, this actually a textbook example of how black people politely try to correct white people repeatedly until they get irritated. Someone else added, that's right. Um, this clip has gone viral. Uh, and you can click the, the link in the description to see it yourself. It didn't take long for the black Twitter to hop on the hashtag and send Tammy's name straight up to the top of the trending topic. Um, <laughs> that's right. What does one say? You don't say it either. You're Latina. Tammy motherfucking Roman. That's right. Um, I agree with her. Uh, I, I do... I agree with her. I've had an incident with someone recently where they were rapping a song and they said the N-word. A close, uh, uh, one time, close white friend of mine. And I was like, hold on. You know, everybody, I had another black friend on one side who was like, he can say it, he can say it, he can say it. And I'm like, no, the hell you don't. You know, what the fuck? Like, you never get to say it, white people, ever. If you're wondering when you can, you can't. And I just was like, simply, he's like, why can't I say it? Why can't I say it? And my question was, why do you want to say it so fucking badly? Why? I, I don't understand why you want to say it so motherfucking bad. Why? I don't know. I think that that's so strange, white people's obsession with that word. But I kind of... Latinas, I kind of side-eye, you know. But I do understand that they have a similar, not-so-similar relationship with the N-word. But I would let a, a Hispanic... Or a Latina or a Latino say it before I ever let a white person say it. Because a lot of the times, Hispanic and Latino people are brought up in the same areas, in the same towns, literally neighbors to us. So that word, y'all don't have the same connection y'all have to the word. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, But I do feel like I won't be, I'm not saying Latinos or Hispanic people should be able to say it, but I'm like, the party just not going to stop to me if a Hispanic or Latin person says it because the word, they're cousins to the word, if that makes any sense. I, I, I hope I'm not sounding stupid. And if, if I am, educate me, you know, tweet me. Let's make that a Twitter poll, actually. Do you feel like Hispanics or Latinos should be able to say the N-word? Uh, I, I, I feel like they're cousins to the word. I feel like y'all shouldn't be 
referring to each other as certain words, you know, in my company without me saying it first. I never feel like it's cool to ever, that's something that I never understood that white people do is feeling like they can say the N word around me when they've never heard me say it. I don't walk around here saying the N word in mixed company ever. And then once you become a really close friend of mine and I might use it to describe or quote something that I'm saying, that doesn't give you permission to say it either. You never get permission, white people, to say the N-word. Never. Don't let your other black friends confuse you or mislead you or dissuade you. You are never able to say nigga, nigger, nigga, none of it. Okay? You refer to it as the N-word. If you have to reference it at all. You could just be like, he called him a racial slur. I don't like, and I feel the same way with it, like how gay people can call each other cunts and faggots or, you know, or bitch, you know, blah, blah, blah. But a hetero coming in here saying any uh, kind of an arraignment, uh, an arrangement, uh, um, a medley <laughs> chopped up any immense description of those words I have an issue with. But, you know, if a lesbian said faggot, I would probably be like, bitch, the same way I would be if a Hispanic said nigga. I wouldn't like it, but I'm your kin, you know, your cousins to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, oh, bitch, faggot. You know, like, nigga, like, girl, slow your roll. But I won't, it won't be a party ender for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it won't, I don't know. Should it? I love this show because I feel like I also receive as much as I give to it. Maybe I receive a lot more than I give. I don't know. I, I, I love the conversations that we have. I love the, the, I, I, I love the mess, but I also love the education. And that's why I love the mess. I like to be educated. I like to educate. I like to keep it real about a certain things. Um, a lot of people who listen to the show understand what I mean when I am saying what I am saying. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my friends commented on the time when I was talking about the Andy Dick show a couple of weeks ago when they were apparently Andy Dick was knocking, you know, her, her his men in between a washer and dryer and i'm like where the fuck does andy dick get off whooping anybody's ass any what like who like how when where how and that related to a lot of people you know people understood and i think they kind of i guess that's what the show is kind of all about taking a a a pop culture moment and making it political in a way that we all can relate to it. And it's not about criticizing Andy Dick per se. I think anybody who is anything like Andy Dick should never be putting their hands on anybody. I don't think anybody should be putting their hands on anybody. But especially if you're walking around here and your name is Andy Dick and you are Andy Dick. Keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. I just knew Andy Dick was... I cannot, I could not sit there. But okay, anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I could not. 
god like i could not see me allowing andy dick to slap me around but anyway child I, anyway but i'm sorry that that rocks me every time but i definitely one thing i know for sure i cannot see is a white motherfucker coming in around me in my house in my space sharing a similar situation with me calling anybody any slur a racial slur and that's including uh not just not including a nigger uh black bitch or i've recently one of these girls called a black person a thug in a group chat of mine and i was like hold on girl that's not cute you know you're not doing too much and everybody of color this is why i kind of am on the fence about hispanics using the word because if they are seen if they see a white person calling a black person a nigger they're not going to hop up and fight like another black person would for another black person. So therefore I am on the fence about them saying it. And as a matter of fact, I decided to chop it. You can't say it, Hispanic peoples. I'm with Tammy Roman a thousand percent because in the group chat that I was in, the Hispanic two people in the group allowed this white girl to call these black people thugs and laughed at her in agreeance with her. Hell no. And that's my issue with the Hispanic and black culture when we are cousins, we are kin. But a lot of the times, y'all kind of leave us to fall to the wayside, our issues or anything like that. But you want all of our things. Y'all want to look at me crazy because I want to, I, I speak Paquito Espanol. But y'all can say nigga. I don't think so. I don't think so. I decided, scratch what I said before. That's what I'm talking about. This show is educational for me. Like, I literally just went up through a life-changing experience just talking to y'all. And I'm thankful for y'all. And I love y'all very much. And that is the show. Um, it's going to be a whole brand new year, bitch. What are your resolutions? I love, this is actually my favorite holiday, New Year's Eve coming up. Because I literally live like every day is New Year's Eve for me. Or New Year's. Because it's a new day. And I do believe that the bitch you were yesterday, the year before, a month ago, an hour ago, the bitch that I was at the top of the show is not the bitch that I am at the, the tail end of the show. And I believe in that. I have the right and the prerogative to change and be whoever I want to be when I want to be it. And I want to give that energy to you, bitch. As we roll into 2022, whatever, come what may, we have seen so much together already. And I'm excited to see what's coming next. But know this, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do when you want to do it. It's all in you, bitch. It's your choice. What the fuck you going to do? Happy New Year, baby. We in this thing. Cheers to you for giving me a chance. Don't forget to give me five stars because I am a five-star bitch and you are too, bitch. Love you. Happy New Year's and I will see y'all next week.